Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. And establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. In a very real sense, we are builders of eternal houses. Welcome to Creator Homemaking. This podcast is dedicated to helping women create Christ-centered homes and lives. We hope you'll join us on this journey. Welcome to Creator's Homemaking with Emily and Kirsten, episode 11. We're grateful to have you with us today. Um, the topic we want to talk about today is prayer. And in 2 Nephi 32, 8, it says, If ye would hearken unto the Spirit which teaches the man to pray, ye would know that ye must pray. And that's something that Emily and I have been taught from, you know, from babies is the importance of praying. And it's always just been something that's been part of my life. Um, and I don't know that I've ever gone a day without praying to at some point point at some time it's just something that I'm so grateful that I have what are your thoughts Em yeah I agree I was thinking the same thing it's kind of just always been a part of my life which I'm so grateful for um a couple years ago I saw a quote and I could not find it I don't remember where I read it at and so I'm paraphrasing I don't know if I have it quite right but it said something to the effect that the greatest being in the universe wants us to talk to him daily. And that is just so amazing to me. You know, our father in heaven um, wants to hear from us and often. And I just think that's such an amazing thing. Yeah, I agree. And I love that there's someone to turn to when I feel like nobody else understands or no one is around I just need that reassurance that somebody cares and is part of my life. And I love that ability to be able just to say that prayer and know that he's there listening and with me. Um, it's it's a, a great thing, a great blessing to have in my life. Yeah, I agree. Um, when we decided to do prayer, the first thing that popped into my head was the hymn prayer is the soul's sincere desire and i just want to read part of it it verse prayer is the soul's sincere desire uttered or unexpressed the motion of a hidden fire that trembles in the breast and then verse two prayer is the burden of a sigh the falling of a tear the upward glancing of an eye when none but god is near and i just I liked that thought that prayer is a soul sincere desire. You know, we um, have spirits inside of us that are Heavenly Father's literal spirit children. And I think there are times when we really yearn for that communication with our Father. And I'm so grateful that we have prayer to be able to do that. Yeah, I agree. In the gospel topics, it says we are all children of God. He loves us and knows our needs, and he wants us to communicate with him through prayer. We should pray to him and no one else. 
the Lord Jesus Christ commanded that you must pray unto the Father in my name. Um, as we make a habit of approaching God in prayer, we will come to know him and draw ever near to him. Our desires will become more like his. We will be able to secure for ourselves and others blessings that he is ready to give if we will but ask in faith. And I really like that because lots of times people are like, well, you know, why do you need to pray? He already knows what we need. Um, but he can't give us things if we don't ask for them. <laughs> and, right. You know, I mean, as a as a mom, lots of times we kind of know what our kids need or um, or want. Um, but there's times that we have to wait for them to ask and for them to be willing to ask before they can accept maybe the answer or the, the, you know, whatever we're willing to give them. And I think that works a lot the same way with our heavenly father, that he knows what we need. He knows what counsel to give us, but until we're ready to ask for it and really listen, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Oh, goodness. Several years ago, one of my, at the time, sisters I visit taught, um, said this. My kids were small, but she, uh, we were talking about family prayer, and she said that letting your kids leave the house without family prayer is like sending them into a rainstorm without an umbrella. And that really struck me. You know, my kids were little, and we weren't always the greatest about doing family prayer. Um, but from that moment on, just every time I like got busy and thought, oh, we don't have time, I would think about that. I was like, no, we have to make time. And um, we're really good during the school year <laughs> about doing morning prayer. <laughs> but we have not been so great this summer. So do you have any like thoughts or um, how do you make that work for your family? Um, I think I'm probably right there with you that it's like <laughs> when you have that routine down it goes a lot smoother and it's just part of your day and then when things get shaken up a little bit um it seems like lots of times it's the really important things that get neglected which i don't know why that is i guess that's why we're here on this earth to learn and, and yeah. to, to see which way we're gonna go but um morning prayers family and personal have always been a struggle for me. I don't know why. I guess that's never been a habit that I've gotten into. And so it's been a really hard habit for me to get into. And it seems like I do really good for a little bit and then I fall off the, I don't know what, but, uh, <laughs> but I think it's more um, when I'm at, in bed at night and consciously thinking about, okay, what really needs to happen tomorrow and when I say, okay, family prayer, that has to be done. Um, it's more likely to get done than if I just, okay, whenever. Um, and ours is usually just kind of tied up in with, you know, prayers at, at breakfast time. Um, yeah. And in the mornings, especially in the school day, um, last year I did three different breakfast times. <laughs> And so, you know, we would just kind of say a prayer for who was there and it was, you know, we still blessed the food or whatever, but our prayers were catered to who was at the table at that point, um, instead of a family prayer, just because 
everybody was leaving the house at different times. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but we do always try at night to always be together for family prayer. Yeah, that's our night prayers are usually pretty good, but we really struggle with the morning and I'm the same way with morning personal prayers. And it's, you know, since this new children and youth programs come out, that has been one of my goals and I am still struggling with it. <laughs> I'll do really good for a couple days and then I just, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> so that is something that I really um, need to make a priority is those morning prayers. And I know it's a goal that my kids have been working on. And every once in a while I'll ask them and they'll be like, well, I did really good for, so they're kind of in the same boat as me. <laughs> I know my husband's really good about doing them. So at least one of us is doing that. I don't know why it's so difficult, but for some reason that morning is just rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like for me, you know, they all get out the door. Then I'm like, oh yeah, I should say my morning prayers. And okay, as soon as I go upstairs, I'll do them or, you know, whatever. And then I've sometimes tried to be like, no, if you have that thought, you just need to do it. And, you know, so I'll stop and it'll be kind of in an odd place or, <laughs> or whatever. I'm yeah. like, okay, come in. But it seems like lots of times throughout the day, I'll just have a thought about somebody or, or, you know, I'll just be thinking and, and I'll just kind of stop and say that silent prayer of, Hey, please bless this person today. And, you know, or I've got to go do this. Please help me with it. So it seems like I always kind of have that prayer in my heart. And I try to do that. But yeah, that conscious sit down in the morning and kind of counsel with the Lord. I have a hard time with sometimes. Yeah, um, I do love, as you said, you can kind of just have a prayer in your heart all the time. Or, you know, you can close your eyes for a few minutes and just think something if you don't have time to um, kneel or, you know, you don't take the time to speak out loud. Um, but I do know for me times when I actually take that time to kneel down and speak out loud and, um, you know, make more of a conscience effort are the times when I really do feel, um, heavenly father heavenly father there with me or feel his presence and um i don't know why i don't do that all the time because <laughs> i definitely need need him there all the time but it just seems like i don't know i yeah. guess that's why we have daily repentance and we're still here still still trying to do better and be better but um yeah to actually you know really take the time to make it I mean, not just, oh, I got to say my prayers real quick before I go to sleep or whatever. Yeah. Um, Elder Bednar in January of 2017 said, I testify that prayer becomes more meaningful as we counsel with the Lord in all our doings. And, you know, just like you said, when we make, you know, that time to pray out loud and, and really talk to him about what's going on and what we need help with. <laughs> um we feel his i think his hand in our life a little bit more um than when we're just like oh yeah i gotta say my prayers okay do it really quick you know that repetitive same thing that we always say every day we don't think about it just like okay whatever um one of my daughters just got back from fsy about a month ago 
and I was going to ask her for the the name of the person that said the quote and I didn't but this is something she's quoted a lot and something that's really hit her is um, you can't get a million dollar answer for a 10 cent prayer yeah oh that's so true because it seems like you know okay help me or what should I do with this and then we jump up and we're gone you know that counseling kind of went away (laughs) yeah um there was a a talk that I read and if you're wanting to kind of have I guess if you're having any problems with any type of or part of prayer it's a good one to read it's by Elder Franklin D. Richard and it was given in April of 1972 so it's kind of an older talk it's called um, The Importance of Prayer and he just has lots of different things about about prayer but one of the things that he was talking about is you know we have to do our part you know when we're when we want something it's so easy to say a prayer and just be like please help me or please give me this and then we jump up and you know we don't really think about how we're going to help get that and maybe i'll just read a couple of these little things that he talked about and come back to it later but one of the things was as we pray for wisdom and knowledge, our part can be to study and apply ourselves. Or, as we ask for help and strength of body and mind, we can supplement our prayer by living the word of wisdom. And he says, you know, when I pray for direction, or when we pray for direction, remember the counsel that the Lord gave to Oliver Cowdery. Um, and it's in the ninth section of the Doctrine and Covenants. And I think it's verses seven and eight. And um, he says, study your problems out in your own mind. Make a decision and then ask the Lord if your decision is right. If so, you will receive a burning in your bosom or a good feeling. And if not, you will receive a stupor of thought or um, a questionable feeling. Then whatever the feeling you receive, have the courage to follow it. This is doing your part. And I really like that. I think we've heard that counsel a lot. Um, You know, we have to, you know, we can't just say, oh, where, what college should I go to? Or, you know, what what decision should I make here? We have to kind of study it out in our minds. But I think we forget that part of it sometimes. Or we're like, oh, well, I like this one or this one. So which should it be? Um, Instead of, okay, this is kind of the route I'm looking towards going. And you know, I really like that. And then um, to have the courage to follow what we receive, what counsel we receive, because it always works out better than if we just ask and kind of receive some an answer and do the opposite. <laughs> I've done that before, too. It doesn't work out as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah also, um, you know, I've heard it say like, "Be careful what you pray for." You know, <laughs> I used to pray for patience, and I stopped doing that because it just seemed like it was tested way too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, I. While you were talking, I was thinking about you know work and that the Lord loves effort, and you know, um, Adam and Eve when they left the garden, they were commanded to work, and if you want to live you know you had to they had to grow their own food and um so yeah the lord appreciates it when we put forth the effort and don't just think he's gonna do it all for us 
Um, but also there are times when you don't have time to make yeah. the effort. Like when you need something right away and he's there for those times too. Yeah. You know, I remember several times in during school when, I don't know, something would come up and I would run into the girl's bathroom and just say a quick prayer real quick. And um, yeah. those helped me out too. And I've told yeah. my kids, you know, you can pray anywhere. You know, even if you can't even close your eyes because of wherever, whatever situation you're at, you can still think, you know, say a prayer in your mind and um, the Lord will hear it. So, Yeah, I agree. And I think just like you, there's been lots of times that I've just needed that little extra something or I've needed an answer right away or just kind of that piece that, yes, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. here and <laughs> you know, I love that, you know, we can have those kind of informal prayers and Heavenly Father is going to be there for us no matter what and hear them. Yeah. Um, so Monday we were driving in the car and I don't know if you've heard, it's a country song. I don't even know who sings it, but it's like um, something about un unanswered prayers and yeah, it talks about how you know, I prayed that whatever this certain girl, like we'd spend our lives together and then that didn't happen, you know, and um, made me think like the Lord doesn't not answer prayers. He just might not answer them in the way that you wanted them to be answered. It doesn't mean they're unanswered. It just means what you thought you wanted wasn't what the Lord knew you needed. And um, I think. I've heard people say before, you know, the Lord just doesn't answer my prayers or whatever. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think he does answer prayers. It just might not be in the way that you wanted it to be answered. But I think he does answer our prayers, even if it seems like he doesn't. Yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, there are times that maybe the thing that we're asking for, you know, like you said, isn't what we need at the time. So he's not going to answer, answer that the way that we want it to be answered, but it was still an answer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, there are times that, you know, we really have to do some study and, and work. And um, before that answer is really gonna, gonna come um, when I know I've talked about it before, but we're getting ready to move. In fact, it's next week. And when it all kind of came about, I wasn't really sure that we were supposed to do and go where um, work wanted to take us. That wasn't really, wasn't really my plan. <laughs> and, um, and I just kept over and over in my mind thinking prayer and fasting um, that sometimes um, answers require both. It's not just one. And um, I thought, you know, I fasted, you know, <laughs> I've done things before, but it's, um, for an answer like that, I guess I never have really put that kind of effort into it. I don't know. That sounds really bad, huh? Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have, but, um, and it just really hit me really strong that I needed to fast and pray to know if that was the Lord's will for our family my husband seemed to be just right on board with it and it didn't seem to be bothering him. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it was just my test of faith to 
See, you know, because I could think of all the 500 reasons why it wasn't maybe a good idea. <laughs> and, um, and so I did. I, I decided the day before that I was, you know, the night before that I was going to fast. And so I really focused my prayers on, on needing this answer and, and fasting. And, um, and I got that, the answer that, yes, it, it was. And it wasn't Heavenly Father coming to me and saying, hey, this is what you need to do or anything like that. In fact, I was um, going through the Come Follow Me manual and I was reading a couple of the scriptures that go with it. And that's when my answer came. And, you know, I was just so grateful for that prompting that sometimes we have to put a little bit more work into things. And, and that prompting came so much stronger because I was willing to, and it's been a crazy ride this whole time trying to get it going. (laughs) But, and I'm so grateful that I had that strong witness that yes, this is right. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up fasting because I had a couple thoughts about that also. In fact, like the next day after we decided to talk about prayer this week, I was on Facebook and just this quote came up in my feed. And it's by Robert L. Simpson. It's from October of 1967. So it was a long time ago. But he said, one of the most neglected and yet most needed laws for this troubled generation in a modern world of acceleration and distraction is the law of the fast. And I thought, wow, from 1967, like how much more vital is that today? And um, I read something, you know, it said fasting without prayer is just starving. Um, I read another by Elder Worthlin. It was called the law of the fast from April, 2001. And he said, fasting coupled with mighty prayer is powerful It can fill our minds with the revelations of the spirit. It can strengthen us against times of temptation. And fasting is another one of those areas where I'm not always great about it. In fact, last fast Sunday, I was sitting there eating breakfast and my oldest son came down. He was like, mom, it's fast Sunday. I was like, well, (laughs) like that, you know, (laughs) like, oh, whoops. (laughs) Um, And so I know for me, going without food is really hard physically. I just, I get sick and it's not easy, but you a few years ago told me, I don't know if you remember this, that, you know, like when you were pregnant or whatever, and you can't necessarily fast, but you can go without something maybe that you want. Like, you know, I like candy and I like chocolate. And so (laughs) on fast Sunday, if I'm not feeling like I can totally go without food I can give up some of those things for that day and um, that has made a big difference for me because I still feel like I'm sacrificing a little bit and can still participate even though I can't fully not eat for you know those two meals or whatever and so but yeah I um, I don't even remember what it was but something just recently has really like stuck to me about fasting that okay that's something that I really need to work on and do more and be more diligent about because you hear stories so much of people that have fasted and prayed and just miracles that have happened in their lives and who doesn't want miracles in their lives all the time (laughs) yeah yeah I agree (laughs) 
Um, I glad you kind of brought that uh, up about fasting because I have a daughter that really struggles physically with fasting as well that just gets very sick if she does not <laughs> eat <laughs> and um and she would just you know well we tried it and she just it was really bad and so I've always now we've talked a lot about it and counseled together and can, she's prayed about you know what should I do and so I always try to have like a banana for her that morning, something that's nutritious and healthy. That's just a little bit to kind of help tide her over. But yeah, that's not the, <laughs> Oh, the brownies from last night or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know? <laughs> and, and so I think too, a lot of it can just be that, that spirit and the attitude of fasting. Cause I know that there are lots of times, like you said, when I, I went lots of years where I <laughs> pregnant or nursing <laughs> and, I, and I just couldn't fast for lots of years at a time and um it was hard to even get back in that habit because I was so out of that habit um and I had to really think about uh, on fast Sundays that okay what what am I really doing and am I you know giving up something or you know just eating that that healthy um when it is fast sunday so that we're still keeping that spirit and that attitude of fasting even if maybe we can't complete the full thing yeah so i kind of had a question it kind of goes off this a little bit but how do you make prayer a routine like you know is there a place that you go you know, we've talked about morning prayers that so we're not really very <laughs> about that <laughs> but what about like your evening prayers or <laughs> maybe that would help us if we did the same thing I don't know yeah, maybe <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> I know and we've talked about this before that you know when we were at home growing up um for the last little bit we were growing up we all had our own bedroom which I know isn't feasible for lots of people <laughs> it's not at my house now so it was easy to just kneel at the side of your bed and say your prayers, you know, and, and to stay in that routine and then life changes. So how, how do you stay in that routine at night? Um, well, <laughs> for family prayers, we got really bad out of the habit of kneeling and we would just, because we do it, you know, we do come follow me and then we say our family prayers every night. And so we would just say, and while we were all sitting there on the couch and this year, I was like, okay, we need to start kneeling again. And so we actually have like an ottoman in our front room. And so we just all kneel around the ottoman and that's um, kind of been, makes more of a effort. We're all right there together. And so that's helped with our family prayers, um, personal prayers. So when my, my husband works graveyards sometimes, but when he's not working graveyards, we kneel together and we say a couple prayer and then we, you know, stay there and say our own personal prayers. But um, when he's not home, I'm really bad. And I usually just say my prayers while I'm playing <laughs> after I listen to my scripture or my podcast or whatever I'm listening to that night. And so, yeah, I need to be better about um kneeling all the time uh, but I do try and say them out loud when I'm by myself 
even though I'm not necessarily kneeling, because otherwise I would fall asleep halfway through. We're not very good. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this today. Oh, I, I, I was like, why are we listening to that? Yeah, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, we we try to really do a couple prayers at night as well. Um, there are definitely nights that, that, you know, doesn't happen like it should. And But when we do do them, the same as you, then we just stay there and, and say our, you know, our own prayers. Um, but sometimes I feel like, my mind just wanders or I just say a really short one. Cause I don't want to be still there when he's done, you know, like, I don't know. So <laughs> you just make yourself crazy. I think sometimes. And yeah. so um, lots of times I will try, if I know there's something that I'm really need an answer for, just need, you know, something and are trying to make a more meaningful prayer. Um, Right now, it's going to go away, so I have to come up with something else. But we have a big walk-in closet in our bathroom, and so when I'm getting ready, lots of times, I'll just kneel down and say a prayer, even though I know I'm going to say another one <laughs> when I get out. Um, but I can kind of have that little bit more of my own. Um, I feel like I have a little bit more one-on-one time. Um, and so that's something I've tried to do, and... Um, that's going to go away with this new house. So I'll have to, I don't know. Come <laughs> some other place to that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has been um, somewhere. And when I am trying to be really good, that's where I'll go is in my closet and kneel down for my morning prayers. Cause even when my kids are home, I can kind of shut the door and <laughs> be there <coughs> alone. And um, so I think it's just, partly for me having a place to go other than because I am really bad too. If, if he's not home or, or those nights that he likes to, he can just fall asleep whenever, wherever it's not. Yeah. Uh, um, too. <laughs> that if he falls asleep while I'm maybe still putting the, you know, one of the kids to bed or something. Um, I'm really bad about unless there's something that's really on my mind about climbing into bed and saying them on. So, so yeah, maybe this shouldn't be what we're talking about. I don't know. Um, <laughs> somebody else better come and teach us. In Dark Covenants, though, section, section 68, um, verse 28, it says, this is talking to parents. It says, teach their children to pray and walk uprightly before the Lord. And I just read that this morning and it made me think about, you know, prayer was something that's always been, like we talked about, so important. I don't remember a time of never having, you know, never saying a prayer. Yeah. And, you know, I, it made me think back and just kind of smile as I remember sitting there with my little toddlers, you know, when they were two or three and, you know, having them kneel by the side of their bed and trying to teach them to say their prayers and, it just made me smile to just kind of picture them kneeling there. And, and that's something, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, my kids will come up and be like, Oh, I was saying my prayers or I did this. And so I'm so grateful that I guess I taught them. So maybe they're better. I know they're better. than I, am. <laughs> maybe I did something right. <clears throat> but to know that, you know, they know that that's important in their lives too. 
I read a talk by Carol F. McConkie. It was called The Soul's Sincere Desire from October 2016. And I just had a few little thoughts from that. Uh, she said, every moment of precious prayer can be holy time spent with our Father. And I love that precious prayer. And, you know, you we mentioned food prayers a little bit, but sometimes those are just, you know, to say... But if we really stop and think about why we're saying a prayer on our food, you know, to be grateful for it. And um, any, anyway, any time we say a prayer should be precious and holy. Um, a prayer of faith opens the way to receive glorious heaven-sent blessings. In times of trouble, our prayers become a lifeline of love and tender mercy. And prayer is a gift from God. And then... Um, Another quote, this is from N. Eldon Tanner from April 1974. The talk was called A Time of Urgency. And he said, prayer is a learning experience. Prayer is a power experience. Prayer is a humbling experience. Prayer is a resource for spiritual fuel. And I just love that. Um, all those different things that prayer can be. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's a quote I found <clears throat> from Joseph Smith, and it says, Seek to know God in your closets. Call upon him in the fields. Follow the directions in the Book of Mormon. And pray over and for your families, your cattle, your flocks, your herds, your corn, and all things you possess. Ask the blessings of God upon all your labors and everything that you engage in. And I just loved that because it he truly wants to be part of everything that we do all of our life, not just if we're having a problem or not, Oh, thank you for giving me this or, you know, or blessing me or whatever, but he wants to be part of everything that we do. He wants us to, you know, have to be blessed and to grow. And, you know, we can call on those blessings anytime and we can talk to him and, and he can guide us for anything I know um, our mom costumed a lot of plays and she was telling me one time that, you know, she would just be kind of stumped on how to make some, some sort of costume or whatever. And she would, you know, pray about it and she would just kind of get a vision of how to make it work. And, you know, I've had some of those inspirational things as I've been thinking and praying and pondering how to do something of, oh, Okay, I can do that. But it can't happen if we don't go to him. Yeah. That's another important part of praying is um, taking the time to listen yeah. to, you know, during or afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Mom's told me that before, too. and So I think, you know, he's there it doesn't matter what our problem is um you know he can have an answer for us yeah and i think sometimes we think oh the, that's just trivial he doesn't care about my sewing problem yeah. or, <laughs> or if my beans are gonna grow good this year or <laughs> you know whatever he does he wants to be part of our life and he can't if we don't let him yeah 
Um, there was one other thing, and I didn't look this talk up because I just actually thought about it while we were talking. But um, Elder, Be I think it was Elder Bednar several years ago talked about how one time he just had the impression to just give a prayer of just gratitude and not ask for anything. Oh. And um, so that night after that conference, I did that and I've done it a couple times since. And it is amazing. Just um, the spirit that can be there when you're just focusing on the things you're grateful for and not running through a list of things you think you need. <laughs> um <laughs> And how many things that come into your mind that you wouldn't even think about. But um, I think that's a powerful exercise or experience. If you haven't done, I would encourage you to do that because it really does bring a different spirit into your life. Yeah, I, I agree. And I was just thinking as you were saying that probably the very first time I ever said a prayer out loud was at girls camp and we were encouraged to just go off on our own. We had gone on a hike and to kind of go off on our own where we couldn't see anybody and say a prayer out loud of Thanksgiving. And it was the first time I'd ever really, you know, prayed out loud. It's kind of an odd feeling if, <laughs> if you don't <laughs> do it very often. <laughs> and first time, and they gave us like, I don't know, a half hour or something Yeah. back. And, you know, so I knelt down and I kind of started talking and it felt really weird. You know? And I looked down, and I think it had been like two minutes, you know, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, in the world am I going to do after this half hour, you know? And um, as I really kind of sat and pondered and thought, okay, I'm going to do this. It is it's truly amazing. Um, the power and the. And the feeling that comes when you just thank your heavenly father for everything he's done for you. Yeah. I remember that girl scout or girls camp experience too. Um, one last thing as we wrap things up that was in this um, talk from elder Richard says prayer plays a vital part in our worship our religious thinking and our daily lives. And we just hope that you can make that a part of your life if you have it. And if you are to just put a little bit more effort in, and apparently both of us need to put a little bit more <laughs> effort into <laughs> the of it. So we're right there with everybody else. But I do know that as we do put that effort in, the Lord wants to be there and he will be there if we invite him. And I guess until next time, good luck.